Welcome back to Volume 1 of the ACE Audio Archive. I'm your host, Theron Stapp. The Archive is a quarterly audio journal composed of personal narratives, stories, articles, and art by creators on the ACE spectrum. My goal for this show is to exhibit queer art by queer people and explore the diversity and depth of feeling that can be found in the ACE community. Content warning in this episode for Valentine's Day. Really, Arrowways friends, probably skip this one today, but consider coming back to it another time. Today's piece is by Marielle Dumlau. Marielle is a writer that moved to California from the Philippines. She is an asexual aromantic who loves to write short stories from different genres, especially ones that portray the importance of friendship and platonic love. You can find her on Twitter at the Borklord. Her contribution is a short story called Philia. Philia by Marielle Dumlau. The Parisian sky wept. If one listened and pressed their ears to the empty air, the sounds of it were akin to pain. The harsh pitter-patter, cold seeping into the skin, hair bristling at the subtle caresses of the wind. Under the torment of grey skies, buildings speckled the twilight with artificial fireflies, windows giving insight into the tiny lives of humanity that lived under layers of Gothic architecture. In the haze of early June, through the lazy pilfering clouds, rose the proud head of the Eiffel Tower, its sharp crown endowed in radiance, proud in the sleepy atmosphere. Sitting on the stone and moss-ridden steps of Jardin du Trocadero, a man sobbed into his sleeve. His suit, once clean and prim, now a mess of soggy folds, cradling a bouquet of lilies, greying at the stalks. His knees pressed tight to his chest, enrapturing in a shell that only he could be a part of. Only him, no one else. Lucy kept a distance from him when she approached. In the sopping wet, she observed her best friend, holding himself in a mess of his own, exhaling wisps and shaking under the moon's clouded gaze. He looked fragile, like the smallest instant of touch from her would disperse his body into a pile of fragments. But the idea was silly to her. René was strong even with his current disposition. The only thing clouding her judgment was the wanting to leave him alone, to believe that his predicament would melt into nothing, his ex-lover Amélie's words void to change. She knew better than to turn her head. After a moment of hesitation, she took a step towards him. Two more, then four, until she shaded the miserable man under an umbrella, hearing the minute wheezes from his throat trying his best to swallow his pride in her presence. He was silly, in a naive way. Uttering a small word to him made his back go taut, allowing her to notice the muscles outlined through his shirt, how it contracted and pulsed, like they were fighting against smouldering coals, trapped with nowhere else to go. The thing with being one's wingman is that you have to observe clues, a frown could show displeasure, 
gesticulations proved interest, and the crinkle of one's eyes harboured admiration. A couple's counsellor could do all that, but who has the money for it? With Amélie and René, she expected nothing but a positive outcome. They withstood six years of nothing but the calm, where she watched them bloom into a functional duo with the domesticity and the seriousness to spare. How was she to know that this once lover would say sorry to him while he's on one knee? To tell him she didn't want serious commitment. And then to leave him there without a goodbye or invitation to remain friendly. René didn't. It was the reason why Lucie grabbed the barest of essentials and ran, headfirst, into traffic at his text message. No one deserved to be alone especially on Valentine's Day. Dark hair meshed and matted, René remained a hermit. She frowned. Placing a hand on his drenched sleeve, she attempted to lug him onto his feet, only to be met with him trying desperately to cling onto the stairs as the thunder shuddered above them. She scrunched her nose, droplets tapping her skin. He may be stubborn, but that didn't mean she wasn't stubborn too. Lucy started to move him again, finally bringing him and his sorrows under the care of her umbrella, reassuring him that things will be okay and that they could be embraced in the television light back home in the non-sturdy walls of a pillow fort, like how he used to help her cope with their previous messes. As long as he gave her a chance. What he gave back to her was a series of mumbles, all of the minuscule, melting to nothing in the frigid sound. But she took the time to inch herself closer to him, asking him for a way in. René went half-lidded, brittle, calloused, voice stretched to the seams. A sob escaped his lips. With a shaky exhale, his hands wrung till they were the texture of leather. There was something about the night that painted his features with grave intensity, the song of far-off percussionists relieving the rigidness of his eyes and the rain sprinkling on descent and the glow of street lamps. His words escaped from him, rambling in streams of thought and consciousness, lacking oversight lacking vindication, lacking festered walls. Lucy listened, resting on her haunches, taking in his highs and lows and gratitudes and sorrows. For everything he was and who he's been. When he surrendered to bullies, answered fruitlessly to her questions of the vast unknown under the lunar gaze, and cooked boiled eggs from his hens at seven o'clock in the morning. From the past, to the present, to the amenable future, he would always be René. Her René. He admitted with sullen pride that Amélie deserved better, rubbing his eyes, one glance from him revealing its colour, aching red. He admitted nothing lasted forever. Even if he won't blame himself... This day will remain brutal to him in the future, raw as this very moment. She stood up at that. 
His chin tilted up in inquiry. The umbrella abandoned. Lucy remained rooted in place, the air thumping with a melody that he noticed thereafter. With the distant traffic and the soft toots of performance on the far-out streets, in pinpricks of rhythm came the rising strings, cascading through the breeze, ghostly to their ears. Her heart swelled. Placing the umbrella onto the steps, she allowed the rain to cleanse them, embraced them in the rhythm of the Parisian night. He hesitated, eyes flickering to the tip of the Eiffel Tower in the skyline. The clouds parting, the tower bare to the adoring crowds of gardens and buildings surrounding it. He looked back at her, fingers loosening on his bouquet. Grabbing her hand, he was pulled up into a careful sway. Feet tapped against stone, treading off the steps with each rise of the woman's ethereal voice, landing onto the main rostrum, muddy sneakers and polished dance shoes, bringing a small song with each awkward click and clack of their heels. Tip, tap. Loose and tense and nervous and ready, they swung side to side, watching the legs of the other, wincing when they stepped on toes. Lucy whispered encouragements throughout. She never learned to slow dance, but she followed what her heart instructed to, bringing her hands around his figure and never faltering her smile. René swallowed the lump in his throat. He knew of the basics, of the position of one's limbs, to the swing of their bodies, to the careful sink of mind. But Lucy had something else. She fiddled with his fingers like they were piano keys, had her own tune that left him breathless. It brought them teetering back and forth, dipping down with the tickle of rain, then resumed form again with a giggling about the stars. It was reckless, unconventional, disastrous, but he enjoyed it. He loved the puns littered between the grunts of shoes stepping and humming, the very whimsical breath between them, its own being, encouraging them forward until the drizzle filled with not just her laughter, but his as well. The world felt lighter, to soar without ever leaving the ground. It hit him, that this was the intention of all this, in the deluge of night, illumination, perspiring the soul, he almost forgot the pain of sitting still. To wait and deprecate on one's flaws and woes. To pour self-esteem into another's parched lips. At the fade of the cellos, the tower remained standing, bright as ever in the tenebrous. Lucy beamed at him from above, the tip leaving strands of his hair, barely touching the cement, before placing him back onto his feet. Quiet. Vastly quiet. But the grins were evident on both of their faces. Lucy? She looked at him. Merci pour être ma meilleure amie. The young woman paused, considered his words, and then gave a sigh of relief. 
je serai toujours là pour toi. Philia by Marielle Dumlau was performed by Kirsty Wolven. Kirsty is a voice actor hailing from the UK. Previous audio dramas that she has voiced include The Kingery, Windfall, Haunted Hell House of Horror, and Y2K. She also takes part in local community theater, performing in musicals such as Cats, Singing in the Rain, and Miss Saigon. Currently, Kirsty is writing her first audio drama, Arrivals, which is a dystopian tale set in an alternate universe. You can find Kirsty on Twitter at Kirsty Wolven and follow the production of Arrivals at Arrivals Pod. The Ace Audio Archive is an WorkZone production, hosted and compiled by me, Theron Stapp. If you'd like to submit something to the archive, I'm always looking for awesome stories, songs, and art. Or you can pitch an educational segment. Do you have a way with definitions or an awesome story to tell about Ace history? Consider submitting it. Check out bit.ly slash aceaudio for details, and never hesitate to drop me a line at theacearchive at gmail.com if you have questions. The deadline to be included in Volume 2 is April 1st, but submissions are always open. This show is made possible through the support of our wonderful patrons. You can pledge your support at patreon.com slash orczone and get access to sweet bonus content for all of our shows. If that's not in the budget, the best way to support the show is by spreading the word on social media and leaving a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you can. That's it for today. Remember to be good to each other. It's rough out there. Mm-hmm.